I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Another riveting episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, number 133, right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Buckatorium. The Buckatorium, Sherrard, Illinois. This is the aforementioned Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I'm Steve. In the studio today, Kurt and Eric. Hello. What's going on? Fellers. Another what? wonderful day. It is. It is beautiful, yeah. It's like here Travis, Illinois. Travis Tritt said it's a great day to be alive, and uh, he was right. On that particular day in 94 when that song came out. <laughs> right. But, right. Uh, yeah. You couldn't be more accurate. <laughs> yeah, no. This is uh, this is awesome, man. Uh, 133 episodes in. We're just stepping into March. and uh, Yeah, I found two sheds. Eric's uh, I was ahead. Yep. I yes, think we is. are ahead. The I don't pod- know by, by the, how many, but. Well, the podcast group, we kind of have uh, our close little circle that we, all, we talk with the all the OGs. time. The OGs, as we like to call them. Um, the WCBOGs. Um are basically having a uh, a shed hunting a shed hunting competition. It's not really a competition. There's no um, winners here. It's just a bet. No, we don't know. It's just Iowa boys versus Illinois boys. There's no and, winners. Uh, all you guys losers. should be ahead too because there's like seventy you and three of us. Yeah, so. but we, you wouldn't let us have Dana Pace on our team. And, well, that, that, yeah. that wouldn't even be fair. But well. you know, uh, I think Iowa stomping the Illinois boys down into the dirt pretty bad. Yep. Uh, I've only found two sheds this year. One one decent two year old shed, and then one little dink from uh, last year. And then Eric, you found quite a few. I got five, and I think Doug has fifth, 14, fourteen already. Fourteen, I think so. I don't really like Doug. 
No, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, he's not really that you cool. You just hate him now. I'm, I'm like Bubbles. He's I don't out. have a single shed right now. But uh, Have you even gone? Let's be honest with the no. people Yeah, here. I went twice. Don't, don't feed I did. I went our twice. listeners bullshit. You need to be honest what, here. You drove by some hunting. We're here for them. It. We're not here to feed them some bullshit story. They can go anywhere else they want to hear fake news. You know news. what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turn on the TV. <laughs> right? I'm not. They're gonna. They're gonna tell you the world's round. Get out of here with that. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm having a horrible time shed hunting. Like I feel like I sh- not a horrible time. I, I'm having. I have high expectations with no reward. Well, you know what? You would have a better. You, if you want to go have a good time, don't go shed hunting. Drive your drive your little new Chevy that you got right down to 164 Outdoors. <laughs> right. Go He's see our buddy Ross Bigger. Yep. Right. Call yep. him first. You guys can all go too. You guys are invited. Give him a call at 309-221-2425. He is, uh, and I got this wrong last time when I gave, like, his address. He's on Highway 164 just outside of Monmouth, Illinois. Like, I had the where he was in between wrong, and somebody corrected us, so thank you. But check him out. He's got all the new elite bows. He's an absolute stud. Tell him we sent you. Great bows, great beard, He's from Respect the Game. You didn't add that in pretty cool it is elites respect the game on sportsman's channel yeah he's uh he's partnered up with us uh for the uh for the podcast so that's awesome go uh, go show him some love gotta go show uh, hha sports some love too absolutely yep hha oh go ahead i have guys from work buying hha's really man. yeah I mean, why wouldn't you buy one uh my buddy uh mr brian johnson came in he's like man he uh i ordered an hha last night i had to do it i think he optimized our light and I'm like, man, you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you're not gonna hate. It. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. So it's just really nice, you know, having a if you can get a real uh, nice site that you know it clears up that you know that site picture for you. And then when you take a 3D, you know, shooting and things, I almost said 3D hunting. Especially if you have like a hard time, <laughs> yeah. like I don't feel like I have bad, like terrible eyesight, but I have a hard time focusing. Mm-hmm. And when I have a bunch of pins in there, it's just it's, makes everything a mess. Yeah, it's super cluttered, and it's hard for me to lock in on what. What I'm aiming at and getting the right the right sight pin if there's more than one. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. If there's one, you get in the habit of guessing yardage correctly, having your rangefinder on you, dial it in, it's to the yardage, man. And exactly. Lifetime warranty on those sites and the rest coming up, the Virtus? Virtus, Virtus, yep. Virtus 22. I always forget the name of that rest. Um, that's coming in real quick here. I cannot wait for that. That's, I think it's this month. That's the number one thing I'm probably excited about. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about as far as new products, but that's high up there on my list for sure. Um, Top three at least. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so that also <laughs> is backed by the lifetime warranty that HHA mm-hmm. offers, yep. as well as 2.2% of each of the proceeds for the sales of those rests go to uh, foundations to help um, combat veterans that battling PTSD yeah. and yep. uh, suicide. So, so yeah, the twenty two vets a day take their lives, so they're uh, they're stepping up to the plate to to help end that. Um, so it's a great cause yeah. and lifetime warranty and great product. So why wouldn't it is. American made? Yep. It is. Um, speaking of uh, you know eliminate, we want to eliminate veteran suicides. You also want to eliminate your scent when you're deer yep. hunting. That's true. You know how you're going to do that, Eric? How would you do that, Steve? Well, I'll tell you what I would do. Tell okay, me. I would go to <laughs> scentcrusher.com. Okay, and what I would do is I would get the scent crusher duffel bag and then i would get the ozone go and i would use those in a specific combination for before i go hunting and i think i would have great success oh wait i already know i had great success 
I had better success. Yeah, you did. So your, my dad, dad, your dad had the greatest success. Yeah, my dad, my yeah. dad had the greatest. I didn't. So I would just suck for deer hunting. Everyone knows it, Eric. That's why you didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't kill a deer if there's none there. You know what I mean? But uh, obviously yeah. they're there for you know the whole shed thing. Oh, keep, keep going, keep going, go for ahead. the whole shed thing. That's go, it. Go ahead, Kurt. They were in Illinois until shed season. Yeah, well, those yeah. Are, those uh, strange, those uh, non-normal west winds blew all the antlers from Illinois over to Iowa. So is that what happened? That's right. Yeah. Um, but from the ozone gear bag to the roller bag, uh, even the tote, if that more suits your style of hunting or how you pack your gear, especially if you have a lot of gear and you're stacking stuff on top of each other, the tote might be the way to go. The Ozone Go, the Closet, um, Equipment Station, the Washo 3. I mean, they basically have everyone covered on every level of, of scent control. So They even have a ladder, the easy step, mm-hmm. so you can get over fences and stuff easily. You guys aren't going to call me on my mistake I just made. I said West Winds is blind. I know. I thought about it. Honestly, <laughs> I did. I was like, yeah, it's, I, was it's, thinking, I was like, wait, I, just, uh, I confused East and West again for the third time today. The podcast is also brought to you by Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing in Viola, Illinois. Beautiful. Scott yep. Smith and his family out there are hustling away. Finally, like no stopped. other. How? What's their total deer number? Uh, nine forty-four. Nine forty-four. They're fifty up from last year, and they stopped taking. Uh, they stopped taking all you know cut um, and deboned deer like yesterday. So they're, they're done. done. They're, they're done. done. Nine hundred forty-four deer that they had, uh, mostly Illinois, Eric. <laughs> amazing products they put out um definitely i i eat some of their stuff almost every day like mm-hmm. from their sausage <gasps> to their jerky to the meat what did you make yesterday i saw that it would oh, look delicious yeah, oh i made uh, <laughs> i made uh crunchwrap supreme venison crunchwrap supremes oh. delish hey, thanks for the invite kurt yeah yep. exactly Just we came down um but yeah check out smith's uh we have their uh i think it's smith's custom meats and deer Pro- is it smith's CustomMeats.com. Well, I don't know. I don't know our own sponsor. Yeah, it's, it's SmithCustomMeats.com. We have it linked in the episode uh, description. Mm-hmm. Check that out as well. Um, so we, we got to thank all our supporters of the show. We are super thankful for all of them. They they help us. They support us. They share our stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to 2017. We're going to do a lot, a lot bigger things this year. Um, speaking of which, one thing that we have done, we added to the website um, for – the, for the episodes from here on out, uh, especially if there's bonus content or videos or extra photos to add to each um, podcast episode, if you go to workingclassbowhunter.com, we have a featured episodes tab, mm-hmm. and you can go there. Like for Dustin Speck's um, 10-year-old white tail that he chased for seven years and missed and tried to get on, and people shot at it, and he watched it run across the road in front of him for all these years, found the sheds. You go to that, and I have all the photos and videos and trail, trail cam campings, pictures, yeah, all with inside that. And it, it just—I think it's going to give a little more, and it's, it's an easier, a, yeah. easier way to see the episode. Um, let us know if you like that, if you hate it, if we should change the name from featured episodes to something else. Let us know because we're kind of we're uh, testing we're it up out. in yeah. the air with it. I really like it when when Kurt was like, "Hey, get under your computer. I got something to show you." I was like, "All right," and he showed me that. I was like, "Man, that is cool." You know, it just—it's going to give you guys a little bit more. To the podcast, then you know, um, then like, oh well, I heard about this. Let me go back and check a little Facebook more in and, depth about the episode. Yeah, right. and so, it's all there in one spot. Too. Yep. Um, people keep asking about the store. We we have our new working class bow hunter hats. And if you would like one, you can send us a message. But it's going to get easier to get a hold of them. We are sorting out the store. We have limited supply right now, so mm-hmm. give us. I'm not going to give a time frame, but I will, so I feel like I'm under the gun to get done. Give us three weeks. 
Yep, three weeks. Yeah, we'll have a store. Now up. we have to hold up to that bargain, so yeah. <laughs> it'll be done in six. <laughs> so we have full time jobs, guys. It's working class bow hunter. Yeah. Like, we don't. We, we, we don't all can sit home all day and just make stuff online. Ship out t shirts and yeah, stuff. Not anymore. I'd like to, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Moving right along, you got some uh, shout outs. We got. We actually got a couple. Uh, a couple cool vet shout outs. Um, the big homie Kevin Die. Uh, he wanted to give a shout out to his bigger homie, and I think I'm going to uh, trash his name, but Zach. Lyles, I believe it is. He works with him. He's a vet. Um, he took him out hunting. Uh, I guess he shot a nice eight point. He did one tour in Iraq. You know, thank you for your service. Um, that's more than any of us in this room have done. So thank you so much for that. We really do appreciate it. Go kill two more eight point bucks next year, or if you can shoot a sixteen point buck, you might make a record. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then we've got uh, the other big homie that's just like anybody that we know is the big homie uh the average bowman he actually um he's he sent us this cool website it's called until there's none.org and uh, it's an organization for you know because it, we mentioned before the the 22 vets a day that take their lives um due to ptsd um he's a big listener of the show and he just wanted to, us to give that a shout out um they focus on suicide awareness pretty heavily his uh, the guy's childhood friend Jeremy, and I'm gonna trash his name, and I apologize. Seeb Noller, he helps organize um, fundraisers and events for the organization. He's a vet himself, so you know, thank him for all his service, and thank everybody else there. And you can check him out at untilthere'snone.org. Go donate. You know, um, you want to help out these guys because man, they've done everything for us and they come home and it's not easy to live with ptsd and it's it's one of the saddest things that could ever happen but um help them out man it's not gonna it's not gonna really take too much time out of your day and you're really gonna be doing some good so right there's that moving right along awesome thank you steve for that and thanks for everyone for sending those in if you have a veteran shout out just shoot us a message we'll do our best to get it on um We've been very forgetful lately with a lot of stuff going on with our yeah. jobs and, and the podcast and things moving moving forward at a very fast pace. Um, send it to us three times if, yes. if we miss it. Like, we, <laughs> we'll not be offended, and we're sorry if, if we – Will not offend us one bit. If we yeah. forget, it's uh, – we, we definitely want to shout those out. That's probably, in my opinion, one of the most important things we do on the podcast. Um, but uh, So thanks, for everyone, for sending that, that in, and thanks, everyone, for your service. Um, today on the podcast, Clint Stout – uh, from Wilderness Tools and also Whitetail Properties. Uh, we're going to mix it up with him and see what he's got to say uh, about pick, what Wilderness Tools is and, and more. Pick, pick his brain a little bit. I like how you say that. We're going to mix it up with somebody. We're going to mix it up with these guys. Is that out or is that in? Is no, it, I that like that. Oh. It's, I legitimately <laughs> like that. You know, speaking of uh, mixing it up, uh, we will be mixing it up here this weekend at the Iowa Deer Classic. So yep. if you guys are there... We're going to be doing some podcasts. We're probably going to be on a tight schedule. But if you see us, come up, say hi. You know, we'll be more than happy to talk to you guys there. And, um, you know, we've got we've got a bunch of cool things we're going to be doing. We might have yeah. some stuff to give away to you if you stop us. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some handouts. Um, yep. Steve's going to be the, the mule man for the weekend. Mule man. Um, I miss that guy. But, yeah, basically we have uh, quite a few episodes to record. We're looking to record some episodes probably at our hotel after a couple <laughs> bush lattes hanging out. Yep. Um, if someone's interested or whatever, just hit us up any way you can. We'll be there. Find us. But uh, maybe look for us at the Lindsay Way booth. Maybe don't. Maybe we won't be there podcasting. Maybe we will. I don't know. Um, Okay. Moving right along. Clint Stout, Wilderness Tools. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks.
All right, on the phone with us, we've got the man himself, Clint Stout. Now, Clint, we've all been hearing about the wilderness tool, but we need to know what it is. Tell us after you tell us who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clint Stout, I'm from uh, Pennsylvania. I uh, grew up in western Pennsylvania and uh, had, a, had a love for the outdoors. Um, my dad grew, grew uh, all the kids up and into hunting and traveling. Uh, started working in, um, for a hunting guy as a wrangler. And through that, I uh, learned how important having the right tools uh, in situations where you can't just get whatever you need from, from the barn or the shed. And, uh, so I, I came up with an idea. I actually was, was, uh, working, uh, for Sika gear, uh, at a booth in, in Columbus, Ohio and watched a guy, uh, debone a gear with a butcher's hook. And, uh, I thought, holy smokes, we don't have anything in the industry, uh, like that that can come apart so that it's easy packable. And, uh, it would, it would save a lot of guys the debone stuff, whether it's a deer or moose or elk, uh, a lot of time and it's much safer. And, uh, that, that became, uh, a long journey for me and, uh, brought me to, uh, start the company, uh, Wilderness Tools LLC. Um, so there was an umbrella company not pertaining to just hunting. Um, I wanted it to kind of wrap in also meat home processing the bushcraft enthusiast people and just outdoorsmen and so it, i didn't want the name to be directly uh hunting related right right yeah. understandable yeah i can definitely see we were watching some of the videos or one of your videos and by the way i have that linked in the description of the episode and uh it's like everything the different applications can snap right into the main body of the tool yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of our key feature that uh, we have our patent pending on um, is our tab lock system. It's a, it's a traditional push tab system uh, that fits vertically into a handle, which is different mm-hmm. than than a lot of other tools. And uh, the the key thing about that is we can basically weld anything onto that tab uh, to to then clip into our multi tool handle. And uh, so we'll be able to come up with a lot of other products uh, in the future. Um, initially, uh, we're just coming out with a, a knife with a gut hook, a traditional kind of uh, good all-around drop point knife blade, the butcher's hook, and then a uh, three-tooth sharpened saw that will be good for wood and bone. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of when I saw the uh, the saw attachment for it. I'm like, Gut and deer. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, the bone perfect, and it's like it snaps into that, and you have it as a handle, and you can cut up the sternum or through the pelvic bone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, like a T handle too, so you yeah. got a nice good grip on it. It's not going to slip out of your hand like a regular knife handle would. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, I do want to. I, I want to touch on that uh, T handle because to me, it, um, I you know, and I, I haven't uh, held one yet, but it didn't seem that it would be comfortable when you uh, when you're cutting things. But you know, during the video, you said, "Hey, look, this is." a very natural movement you know to me someone who looks at that and says yeah it might not be comfortable what how does that actually you know feel it, it's uh it feels really good actually and it it's the same kind of handle and in motion that a uh a noodle is, is is used like um and it's something that a lot of our industry and, and the hunting industry hasn't used a lot and it's kind of went to the to the back burner but it actually it feels really natural because your wrist motion 
is meant to go that way. That's the way, you know, our, our joint works. And so the, the, the hand straight forward and then as you're skinning or even cutting, um, it's a much more natural motion. And once you get using it, I think uh, everybody will feel how uh, good it is and, and how much easier it is to skin stuff uh, with that type of a handle. Now, is that so, um, you know, have uh, have you had any experience using this? I know it's a really new product. Have you um, have you actually skinned a, um, or gutted a deer or um, anything yet this year? Uh, what, what was that? Have you like have you actually skinned a deer with it yet, um, or have they, have all the prototypes been uh, sent out? Yeah, yeah, I've I've used the prototypes that we have uh, to skin a deer. Uh, I wished uh, we would have had a prototype in time to do stuff with with the elk and, and a little bit bigger game, but we didn't. Uh, I was able to uh, use it skinning a deer, and uh, again, it's just a, a super motion, especially the gut hook. I mean, we all held a knife in our hand, and you kind of had to flip your hand upside down and try to get the gut hook mm-hmm. to work or hold the knife almost backwards and then pull. Um, and there's other products now that have kind of you know, been a solution to that awkward feeling with the gut hook, where ours with that handle um, – you're just turning your wrists and then pulling. And so the gut hook you know, for your initial skinning works great. And then you've, you've got the knife right away. You just flip it over and you go to skinning and it's a, it's a solid motion. So um, I found that it worked super. So what else is included in the body of this? What are you actually calling the body of the tool? I, I just kind of went with that when I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what, you know, along with the tab, that's our, our – very unique thing that uh, we have a design patent on also is, is the handle. And that's kind of what I think we really wanted to uh, set ourselves aside so that uh, someone in Alaska, let's say, on, on a moose trip um, can, can work on anything they have without carrying a whole bunch of tools. And so our handle is the titanium alloy, um, so it's, it's highly corrosion resistant and it's extremely tough. Um, it has on, on one side, it has standard fittings that uh, like half inch, quarter inch, um, five eighths for stuff that you're, most of the time you're going to need. Like let's say on an outboard or a four wheeler or whatever when you're out there working or a stove. Um, then on the other side, we have uh, four metric size fittings um, as well that are standard sizes like a 12 millimeter, an 8 millimeter, and a 10 millimeter. Um, then we have a three quarter inch. Um, wrench fitting also in the middle so for a little bit bigger stuff they're all situated on that handle so that you can get very good torque um, and it's a natural movement to work on stuff in, in awkward positions mm-hmm. um, now we also have go ahead oh i was just about to say i think you uh missed the most important part the bottle opener yeah, yeah. we, we have definitely it. have that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget the uh, refreshing beverages at the end of uh, every hunt. So yeah, that's right. Definitely yep. to have yep. that. That's right. We'll have to uh, we'll have to get one of these, and we'll keep it in here on the studio table. That way, like if someone comes at Steve, he can go after him with a knife, or if I need to watch it and enjoyment, I can use a bottle opener to <laughs> yeah, open up a cold beverage. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, I don't. Yeah, know, I apologize. But- <laughs> that we didn't get you uh, one in time there uh, to, to get your hands on. Not a problem. But the thing is, you know, normally people that come in the studio to do a podcast are normally wanting to punch Steve in the face, so he's going to need that knife to defend himself. 
<laughs> I suppose it could be used even as, as almost like a brass knuckles with that thing in your in your hand. Uh, it probably could be used for that too. That's a great idea. Hey, not only is it a great outdoor tool, it can also fight off protesters. Yep. Self defense. <laughs> well, and there's a you know it's a, even on the website you know it's a self defense tool, a seatbelt cutter you can use as that uh, that gut hook. Um, so you know if you're in an accident, you can reach that. Um, you know, yeah, it's a it. You know, you look at it and you're like, man, I need one of those in my bag. And the nice thing about how they collapse is it's not taking up a whole lot of space. Well, let's talk about right. this now. That Now that we kind of gave our listeners like a kind of a, a, a layout, what is this going to retail for? And uh, what is roughly the weight of the main handle, bo- handle of, the, of the product? The, the, the weight of the, the handle um, is going to be right around a half a pound. So it's it's not super super light. That's going to be the titanium alloy one. Mm-hmm. Now we are are looking at having like a special order aluminum one, which I do have now. I have prototypes of them. They're super light. I can't. I think it's almost a, a quarter of a pound. Um, and and you know they're just featherweight. Right. Um, the only reason we're not doing them is because just the cost of, of machining uh, the aluminums is 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 pretty high to do a high production on them. Well, that too, and um, first thing I thought of when you talked about the the weight difference is if you're out in the bush and you need to use that and crank on it or possibly use it, smack it with something to get like a bolt loose or something, right. you want it to be tough and yeah. heavy and stout when you Yeah, aluminum you could that. strip out really easily if you needed to. Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of why we tested a bunch of different stuff. We have full titanium ones, which uh, you can see on our Facebook or web pages, and um, they're they're obviously super tough. Uh, but there was, was other reasons with, with, uh, constructing them that that didn't work. And we've tested a lot of different ones and, and we think we have a good alloy that's, that's going to be super tough. Um, maybe a little heavier than, than what I would have liked, but overall, I think there's a purpose for that also because we, we envision it almost being able to have a handle clip in for like a small hammer to pound your tent stakes in. Um, oh, awesome. so, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely um, think it's a great idea, and I think that it, it can definitely be useful, um, even for guys in the Midwest. I feel, I feel like when you think more of like a survival type tool, you think Western hunting and like Northern Canadian, Alaskan type hunting. But you know, I can already think of. I mean, fixing it, fix, oh, yeah. fixing a tree stand, you're going to need that wrench or something with you, and you got yeah. it right there. Yeah, that's. De- what, do you think in the future there could be different variations for um, regions? of hunting like you know focus on the the midwestern guys or do you think this tool basically already covers all that uh it it doesn't cover everything um i think probably for obviously i'm a a big whitetail hunter i think it covers pretty much what i would want for a whitetail with the saw the knife and the hook um the hook actually uh should be strong enough you know if you get a 250 plus pound deer it's not going to be but the hook's going to be able to hold up to 185 pounds and so a gutted deer, uh, a doe, you'd be able to drag with it or a coyote or a turkey, and it makes uh, handgun easier. So oh, just point. different uses. Um, but we also envision that that's kind of, we have a lot of products that we think we can come out in the future, and we see a version, like a tactical version, with a lot of tools that can clip into it to work on your AR-15s or your pistols. Um, we also, uh, the first one that I see coming is, is uh, like a deep sea fishing one because it's highly corrosion resistant. 
it's also a great natural way to fillet because it's sideways, mm-hmm. and we could have a longer hook for a gas. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think it seems like that type of product that the longer it's out, people are going to send you ideas and stuff like that, and it's kind of sky's the limit. Cause, oh, right. Yeah, it's endless you, possibilities. Right. If you can make it out of metal and put that tab on it, you can attach it to this tool. Exactly. Yep. And that's why I was so excited to, to be able to get it to people, and it's been quite the venture. Uh, but I think it's something everybody's going to want, even like you know, like you guys said, someone in the Midwest or, or Alaska or wherever. It's, it's just going to be for the price. Uh, and, and back to the retail, um, the basic thing with it, just the leather cover is going to be 185. We think at this point, um, and then if you want a molded plastic molded sheath that they'll clip into, just like your tight pistol one. Um, that's going to be like 225 then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have an option where, because you'll want, a lot of times you'll probably almost want two handles because you'll want the knife in one hand, the hook in the other hand, like you see our video. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be able to throw in the, another handle. Um, and we're thinking at $40 retail right now is where that'll be at. Okay. Awesome. Reasonable, definitely. I mean, anything quality and heavy like that, that's going to really hold up to what the abuse you're going to put it through. Any, like, knives and good knives. Um, like one of our buddies uh, from one of our uh, podcast sponsors wears a bracelet that has – you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Scott wears that bracelet. It's got, like, a tool for everything on his bracelet. I'm, like, just curious how much was that? And he's, like, oh, this was, like, almost $300. Right. You know, and it's got it's a bracelet that just has stuff all throughout it. Um, so I got a question: does the uh, does it come with the knife and the hook and the saw, or is that um, purchased separately? No, the the package will. Uh, our our first offering is going to be a package, and it's going to come with a handle, the saw, the knife, and the gut hook. Um, and and like I said, the cheaper one will have just a cover for the knife and the saw, a leather cover. And then if you want the the, the better sheath, um, you know it'll be extra. But yeah, the initial package will come in a, in a really nice box, um, very similar. If you've ever seen Maven Optics boxes, very similar to that. Something you could resell even. Um, but it's going to come in that with all three attachments and one handle. All right. Now the most important question: Are these made in America? Yes. Um, nice. The only thing that won't be uh, is the saw blade. We searched far and wide, and that 3-2 sharpened design mm. doesn't seem to be able to be made anywhere in the U.S. Everything else is going to be made in the U.S., and uh, most of it's actually going to be made here in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's, that's very awesome. cool. Awesome. What kind By of the Amish. <laughs> what kind of warranty will be behind this product? Uh, we're going to have a, a lifetime warranty on it for the original owner, uh, purchaser, I guess I should say. So uh, we'll have a really good warranty on it. Um, if anything breaks, people will be able to send it back and we'll replace it. Awesome. You can't beat that. That's yeah. that's a big thing for us. And, um, you know, we, we do work with HHA Sports, and they they offer a lifetime warranty behind their products. So yeah. that, that's definitely a big thing because it, essentially it's the last tool you need to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. think about it. Yeah, when um, are these are these available now, or when are they going to be available? If not, they are not available now. Um, we actually have our, our Kickstarter project in uh, review, mm-hmm. um, and so Kickstarter is is reviewing it. And if everything goes 
as expected, uh, Friday, uh, it should be on, on Kickstarter for people to begin to purchase. And obviously on there, then it's, you get it at a deal. It's basically going to be around 30 uh, percent off of retail that, that you'll be able to get, uh, the, the toll on there. So that'd be listeners in podcast land. That is what February third, February third, no, March, March, 3rd. March third. Whoa, it's March already. <laughs> You're a month off. There. Holy Lord. crap! <laughs> that's that's where my head's been, man. March third or fourth. Okay, here we are. It doesn't seem like it should be March already. Oh, no, I know. No, I'm no. lost. I just had like a turnaround happen on me real quick. I'm like, I'm, I've just been cloudy. Um, okay, March. It's March. Um, yeah, March third. We're hoping. So awesome. you have a team of ambassadors for the tool? Yeah, what 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 I kind of came out uh an idea uh after we kind of got going was I I got this name, uh we got the domain wildernesspoles.com. I think I got I uh, was very blessed to be able to get that and it wasn't taken. And so I thought, well, there, you know, to to be able to use that and probably drive the tool and some other products that we and some friends are going to launch also for for this type of hunter or outdoorsman um why don't we build a team and, and an umbrella uh company to manage these these team members and almost in the same manner that that the team i'm on was sick of gear um so that they can represent products test them and do a lot of social media uh presence with the products to help promote them and drive sales for whatever product we're representing would our buddy uh, Clint Casper be included in that? He is. Clint Casper is uh, <laughs> one of our team members uh, from Ohio there. And, uh, definitely a good good attribute and, and guy to have on the team. Hey, Clint is doing our camo collar blog for workingclassbowhunter.com, which yep. is it's, so far has turned out really great. Yeah, yeah, he's an outstanding guy. We have... We only have nine team members right now. Uh, we're, we're trying to, to build it up, but we want to have them all across the, the country in North America here just to, to spread them out so that they touch different uh, consumers and, and well, help in different areas. This might be a good opportunity. Uh, where, how can people get a, um, become a part of that? Uh, they can shoot uh, us an email on our webpage, again, at wildernesstools.com. Uh, there's actually an inquiry uh, to, for also uh, a gear giveaway. They can sign up on there. They can shoot me a direct message on Facebook uh, or even a direct message on uh, Instagram to uh, Wilderness Tools and, uh, you know, say that they're interested and we can uh, touch base and see if it's something that would be a good fit. Awesome, awesome. Yep. You have your – it seems like you have something going on everywhere here. Uh, Whitetail Properties, uh, Sitka. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, am on the uh, Sitka Gear, uh, what's called the SWAT team. Uh, it's the Whitetail Ambassador team. Um, it's a great team. They they came out with a group of guys. I think there was originally like 38 that they picked. And we uh, kind of were the forefront of the, the new uh, Whitetail line. They came out in 2015 and tried to come up with ideas for new products. Uh, we represent them at trade shows and, and test the gear and try to just basically answer consumers' questions and help them understand why the gear is built the way it is. Um, it's been a great, great connection to meet a lot of great people like Clint Casper um, and a lot of other other people and some of the other team members for Wilderness Tools uh, have met through it and 
obviously it's helped me come up with the idea for the toll halls now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, no, it was just, uh, you know, <laughs> any anything that gets Clint Casper involved, I'm a huge fan of. I, I just love that guy. Um, you know, I can't wait to see what he starts, you know, when he gets his hand on a wilderness tool. Just um, <laughs> anything that guy goes for, you know, I trust him. And, like, I trust that this is going to be good. Um, but, like, talk to me a little bit more about uh, the Sitka Gear Whitetail line. Because I think a lot of people, when they think um, Sitka Gear, you know, they just think it's Western, you know, and they've got the new Whitetail line. Talk to me a little bit about why that's um, – why they came out with it and what's, uh, what's so special about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very uh, unique product, and, and what they wanted to do is is have a, a, a line of clothing not, that's high-tech and, and specific, not just for big game like we've seen with them before and other companies. And uh, they wanted to have it have unique things that can help us be more successful in the field and be more comfortable in the field. Um, from little things like a rangefinder pocket, right where you can ha don't have very much motion, like hold your bow to a grunt tube pocket that you can have your bow in hand ready to draw and blow without having to move um and and sideways zip so that you can have a mop pocket to eliminate having gloves um and really good insulation so that obviously the stand hunter we we really tried to cater to the guys like you guys in the midwest that you're going to put those hours in in november and uh you need to be able to be sitting there and be comfortable to seal that deal um, i think we've all probably if we've spent a lot of time out we've we've all blown a shot because maybe we were a little shaky or because our clothes made noise or or uh you know what have you and uh we we want to eliminate those those chances uh with the clothing nice yeah like i i've never uh never owned anything sicka but i've always known it as a top of the line brand mm -hmm. um for anything mm -hmm. hunting my yep. cousins do a lot of western hunting um, all on film. They're absolute studs when it comes to public land, elk, turkey, and that's all they wear. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it just goes to show when you got guys like that that know what what the hell they're doing and they're successful every year. I mean, it's if I told you the amount of turkeys they put down last year, it'd make you sick. And and I got sick of seeing it like every other day. Steve <laughs> unfollowed them and then realized he needed to like it. Like yeah, I need, to, I need to pick up a couple <laughs> things or two. Um, but they use it. That's all they use. Yeah. It's it just, it's like, you know, turkeys, if you're fooling the eyes of a turkey. It must, something, something's working there. You're into something good. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about whitetail properties. Um, I, whitetail properties in the last several years have just <laughs> exploded. Um, it's everywhere. Uh, from on TV, on the internet, uh, people see signs everywhere. One of my best friends actually, actually just got a job with Whitetail Properties. Um, actually, two of my good buddies work for Whitetail Properties, and um, so I hear about it all the time. And I got a couple of koozies here in the studio with the Whitetail Properties logo <laughs> yeah. on them. Um, it, it it's everywhere. I mean, you know, and you know, you're in it. Uh, explain, explain to people who, if you don't know what it is. You're not you're not following the industry hard enough, but uh, explain it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh, I found uh, I'm licensed and, and I'm a land specialist for him in Ohio, uh, where also Clint was hunting uh, and shot a couple of his big deer on a property I was trying to sell. Um, but I'm licensed in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and I found that 
in both places that a lot of people uh, see whitetail properties and, and, and they've done such a great job of building the brand um, that uh, they see it on TV and then they, they don't even almost realize it's a real estate company. So that's one of the big things that I, I've tried to get out and, and you know get people to understand that we're a real estate company. And the original guys came up with the, the, the company because they realized there was a void in the, in the uh, real estate market. The traditional people didn't know land. And I, I find that every day when I work with them. They might have never even walked in the woods. Uh, there might be $100,000 worth of timber, and they don't even know that or have any pictures of it. And uh, Or they might not know even what a deer rub is. And so these guys uh, came up with the idea and got a group of uh, land specialists that can really see what the land is and then portray that to potential buyers. Um, and, and it just really helps then put people on the right property instead of just having something that they find out in the future isn't a good fit. Yeah, I mean, right. that's a that's a huge job to have because, I mean, you, you have to be on your game because you got to know, look, you know, you got to be able to tell the difference between, you know, if this is just a subpar property or if, like, this is, like, this will go for hundreds of maybe a million dollars because of how good it is. That's that's got to be a tough gig, but also probably a really enjoyable one too. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that you have to be able to to be able to get uh, a slight difference even in a price for let's say a seller, or be able to make sure the buyer understands what he's looking at is to know all the little details because there can be such a difference in a little property. And uh, obviously, not all properties can be the best, and so people need to understand what makes each one unique and why that maybe is a good fit for them, even though it's not the best. Nice. Um, and and so it's they've very they've selected. You know, obviously, you guys have friends that work there. They've been very selective on who works for them, so that they can help and and be extremely honest and and good working people. To put the right properties on, on in people's hands, right, right. Well, uh, one of the guys, I don't, I'm, sure, I, I assume all Whitetail's property guys just know each other. That's not true, yeah. <laughs> Especially because you guys are all from different states. Uh, Aaron Milliken is one of them, and then uh, Jason Ender's just started um, on what with Whitetail Properties. Um, they're all central ish Illinois, um, so you got some good ground to work yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's tough. You know, we, I've, I've met Air, um, but it's uh, it's such a big company. We all come. Uh, that's one cool thing about Whitetail Properties, too. We uh, we all go. We have an annual meeting out in Pittsfield, Illinois. We all answer to the head office out there and talk to the same, uh, you know, secretaries and map people and everything. And uh, we all go out there for three days, and everybody gets to meet everybody and, and hang out, and it's like a big family. And so you meet them, but... Uh, it's tough to remember 180 people who <laughs> I think however many work there now, you know, individually. But uh, that's kind of one of the things that makes the company so unique too. Um, and you guys would would know that through them that we as land specialists have specific areas. It goes by counties, and so unlike other real estate companies, we're the only guys in that area unless somebody has a friend or something they're selling. And that also helps the buyer or seller because we're the ones that know the property. There's not someone else coming in to show a property that has no clue what's there. Uh, we're the guys that walked it initially. We're the guys that took the picture. And, 
it makes it a much closer, uh, more personable experience for both the buyer and seller. Right, and I wonder if other uh, like real estate property companies make their uh, their guys do that type of stuff, like put that in eff- that effort, and that's probably what separates whitetail properties from the rest of, of of whoever else is out there selling hunting property. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, there's there's some other ones that are trying to uh, mimic it, uh, but it's it's uh, I think that's one thing that definitely sets us aside that. You know, once people experience it, they stick with us. You know, we have a lot of reselling uh, and, and rebuying clients, and a lot of them just buy a property and they'll hunt it three years and then and then sell it and look for a new one because or or because we found them a new one that they might like. And so, there's a lot of reoccurring uh, relationships and clients with us because of how we do that. Those got probably going to be your favorite clients, where you know. Yeah, man, it's three years. Uh, old Jimmy's going to be selling that farm and buying a new one, so time to make some money off him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not always like that, but there's definitely, uh, you know, certain clients, obviously, that's kind of what, what they like to do. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, if you're getting to know, you know, these people, I mean, you know what kind of quality deer they're they're putting out, you know, they're killing um you can obviously be like, "Hey, uh, I'll help sell that property." You know, keep sending pictures, and you know if they're good, it'll really help. You know, I just sometimes that's not a bad thing, but yeah, I can understand where that's. There's some people who are going to be meh, not so nice to work with. Yeah, yeah, and that that happens quite a bit. You know, they just kind of want to try something new. And sometimes the grass isn't always the greener on the other side, too, and uh, that's when you know I I need to make sure that I'm. I'm letting them know exactly what they're getting into or at least hopefully make them understand we prefer the the food plot isn't greener on the other property is how we say say that (laughs) um i have a question for you kind of off the topic maybe not really off the topic sort of uh being from pennsylvania um most people from the midwest kind of look at pennsylvania as well it's not even on the radar radar as far as a whitetail state um, anything east of like central Ohio East is not really looked at by people in Illinois and Iowa and Wisconsin as somewhere that someone would want to go whitetail hunting. Um, would you agree with that or would you disagree with that and why? Uh, that's actually an interesting subject, uh, for me. Uh, I'm kind of glad you brought it up because a lot of people hear from me on this one, <laughs> um, I I I would disagree. I've been fortunate to to hunt on guided and and all the states you mentioned from from here to to Wyoming. And, um, yes, of course, I would rather sit in a tree stand in, in Iowa in November than Pennsylvania. Uh, but I, I had land in Pittsfield, Illinois, that I hunted quite a bit, and I hunted in Wisconsin. Overall, I think it depends on what you want. Um, but Pennsylvania is getting a lot better. Uh, we actually shot in my area here. They shot in the new state record, non-typical this year with a bow. Um, and if you look at Pope and Young, um, I think we're actually in one of the top 10 entries. And it's mostly because of the city areas where there's a lot of big boxes are shot only with a bow. Um, but, we have a huge recruitment. Everybody knows we have the uh, first or second most hunters, and we kill the, I think, third or fourth most deer. And um, but we have a huge recruitment of deer. And if you look at how many are getting shot to make Pope and Young, um, 
we actually have a ton of deer and I guess that's kind of the, the big point I when I'm selling something to a person or telling about them I ask them you know if you want to shoot if you if you're expecting to shoot 150 to 200 inch deer or have a chance at them you better go somewhere else mm-hmm. if you want to have a, a good shot at seeing a lot of deer and a good shot at seeing a deer from 120 to 150 I would rather come here than, than you know a lot of those other states that, that you know we mentioned um but you know it just depends on what you want to see interesting definitely is what is the over-the-counter like or is there an over-the-counter option for a non-resident for pennsylvania yeah and that's kind of one of the the real good things too as far as someone wanting to come here um our over-counter tag for a non-resident's roughly 135 dollars that includes a buck tag uh, spring turkey and fall turkey tag and small game hunting. So you get a heck of a lot for, for that price. Hold on, uh, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> what I believe I just heard coming through the phone, and we're a couple bush lattes in, he said 135 bucks is going to get, let's see, you said a spring and a fall turkey tag, a buck tag, and small game? Correct. Yep. <sighs> so it's... Uh, I think it's probably one of the best deals out there. <laughs> yeah, I That's would definitely an amazing say so. deal. I've heard that in Georgia, I might be full of shit here, and so if you know, make sure to call me on it. <laughs> I heard it. I think Georgia. How was it, Georgia? You can buy like a one week hunting license as a non resident, and it basically gets you like everything huntable for like a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know how true wow. that is. I, it's probably not true, but it definitely could be. Um, I, God damn! I can't remember who was telling us about that. Um, I can't either. You got me. I mean, um, like gators involved, like gator, deer, turkey. Um, and it's like a seven day pass. Oh yeah, go nuts! <laughs> I don't know how true that is. Oh, I can't remember who was telling. I, I I thought it was someone on a podcast, maybe early on when maybe. we started. But yeah, that's um, man, that's a super deal. I know. Uh, Clint. Um, he just he just did our uh, our camel collar blog, which is on our website. And he was talking about you know some uh, some turkey hunts, some out of state turkey hunts, and he listed the prices right there. And you know some of them were like, okay, you know that's that's not a bad price, you know, for going to hunt turkey. But man, dude, that hundred thirty five bucks, gotta love that. Yeah, that goes a long way. And yeah, it's that's one of the things too. It depends on what you want to hunt and when you want to hunt. Um, but like our archery season coincides with, you know, fall turkey. And so you could be hunting both and small game. And, uh, we have a, you know, super, super turkey population. If you, you know, look at the data, it's, it's super high. We also, one thing that's, uh, real unique about Pennsylvania is, uh, we have some of the, or I don't know the exact stats, but I'm, I'm pretty sure for whitetail hunting anyway, we have the most public land. We have what's called state game land that's just for hunting. You're not even allowed to camp or uh, have fires on it, so it's just for hunting. And uh, we have hundreds of thousands of acres of it. We have national forest and state land that is, is pretty good hunting. If you want to put the work into it, uh, one of my team members, Bo Martonic, um, they shoot monster bucks. His buddy shot a 165 the last year or a 155 this year. And uh, big deer if you put the effort in, in in the public land. Wow. But, yeah, you guys still – but you can't hunt on Sundays in Pennsylvania, right? 
That's that was the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> I think for me, yeah. the resident and for selling land, that's the biggest downfall. No hunting on Sunday, and our archery season ends uh, usually like the the peak rot day, like November fifteenth. So that Ugh. that's number two. That wait, wait, hold me. on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Steve was pump the brakes. November fifteenth. Yeah. Yep. That's the last yeah, day of the rest- that weekend. That's it. After that, you can't archery hunt anymore. You get to archery hunt again uh, December 26th. Every year comes back in for two weeks. But, um, no, I mean, you could, our, our rifle season comes in the Monday after Thanksgiving, and you can hunt with a bow then uh, for two weeks. So we have a two week rifle season for bucks, and uh, you, you can hunt with a bow then. But, yeah, it ends, and what happens is we have a bear bow season that comes in. And mm-hmm. I wish they coincided um, together. Whoa! That's, so I, that's, when when does your season start? Uh, it's usually either the last weekend in September or the first weekend in October. You know, it switches kind of back and forth. So it also doesn't start as early as some of the other states. Whoa! Yeah, that's so, only like a month. <laughs> what's What's your opinion? Well, First of all, well, why yeah. is there no hunting on Sundays? Like what I we we've talked about this several times on the show, and no one can like. I think it's because it's the Lord's Day, and you're not supposed to do anything except you know go to church, and, and you're not you know you're not supposed to work because realistically it's a sin. This I'm a Roman Catholic, so this is just like knowledge. No, yeah, knowledge Steve's a me. Roman Catholic, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think <laughs> that's why it is. I might not be yeah, correct. I, I think that's part of it. Um, you know, we, we're obviously, you know, an extremely old state and the, the, the core root values of, you know, the original, <laughs> uh, colonies, I guess almost. But also, I know a lot of it has to do with, uh, because we have such a huge population of hunters and a pretty high popular, a rural population, a lot of people don't want hunting because they want to have a day that they can just go ride their horses and stuff. And I hear mm-hmm. a lot of people, and a lot of people at the rallies, that's what they're saying also. I yeah, can understand it, it a bit like when, when you put it that way. Um, but, like, how – It's awful shocking when you say, like, November 15th and yeah. no hunting on Sundays. It's like, you whoa. Work you, all know, week. you know, how uh, – how, mm, it's just, like, right in your face where they give you – like, I think that's how the state of Pennsylvania gets there. Like, but look at all this state land we give you. And it's only for hunting, but you can only hunt it until the fi- November 15th. Plus, no Sundays. Man, that just gotta be like that's the biggest tease on the planet. But is it a fair trade off? Because we, Steve, we're from <sighs> Illinois and we don't have shit to hunt. We don't have time. any. Like, there's like three in in Illinois. There's like three places you could public hunt in you know within forty five minute within a forty five minute drive of you, us of us. But you go to Iowa and within forty five minutes, you're probably hitting a hundred and twelve or something 112, like that. Twelve thousand acres. No, yeah, but it's, it's just everywhere over there, uh, you know. And even second, I could maybe get behind if no public hunting on Sundays or on public land, but like private property, you know, that's just yeah. that, that's something that kind of boggles my mind. Where it's that's a good um, point, you know, you let the government overreach too much, then it's at the point where it's like, okay, you know, this is my property, you know, I'll do what I please on it. To a point, you know, you don't just want to be out there, you know, poaching or anything, but like you just can't hunt on Sunday. I did. It still gets us every day. And hey, you know, if the if if it wanted to be if things could change, I mean, it could always come up for a vote. And, you know, the people of Pennsylvania could say, no, you know, we're going to hunt on Sundays. 
I don't yeah. know. It's just a weird thing to me. I think it's it's my personally my personal opinion. I think it's really bad. It's bad for the the uh, future of the sport here. Um, you know, we hear all across the country how we don't have enough kids and new people coming up, and the numbers are dropping. And, um, you know, a state that we were, I think when I was a kid, we had like 1.2 million licenses going out. Now we're like 900,000. Um, I think the biggest thing, we have all these hunting camps. I mean, from where I'm from, there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hunting camps, and that's all they were for. And now, because of our, our age and the phone, and we can work all the time, uh, kids aren't going to hunting camps, and that tradition of going there for a whole week and, and being there with your uncle and your grandpa and, you know, all the kids, it's gone because they can't. Because they can't. Why go to your camp um, for, let's say, a weekend to hunt turkeys if you only have Saturday, Dad gets done late Friday, and you can't hunt on Sunday. Uh, I think that's the worst thing about it. How long has that been? How long has that rule been around? Has that just been around forever? Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty much since since we we started our our game commission here. Yeah, it's so sad, man. When you break it down that way. Well, yeah, because if you work if you work all week, then yeah, like you said, you get off late Friday night, and all you have is Saturday to hunt. That's it, one day. Like I'm over here yeah. telling my friends that like I can't make their wedding if they play in October or November. Like I can't imagine. <laughs> See, like, well, it's November 16th, bub. I can't imagine like what th- what type of anxiety I would. I mean, of course I'd be used to it, but say I like had to move to Pennsylvania, mm. I would be going nuts. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I no, and I I I see it firsthand all the time selling property in both Pennsylvania and Ohio. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like that should be a wake-up call for the state. So many people call and want to buy a property in Ohio. And I'm like, well, you know, from what you described, or if you want kids and you want a lot more game possibilities, because we have bear, you know, a lot more turkey and bobcatching, hunt, whatever. Um, I'll tell them about Pennsylvania. They go, well, yeah, but, I, you know, I want it for the weekend. I don't want to take my kids for one day. I, I've, I've heard that so many times. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> Now it's sad. Now I want to transition before we get too hot under the collar. You know, Clint, we we talked about Wilderness Tool, which don't forget, guys, check Friday, check Kickstarter. Um, we heard Sick of Gear, we heard Whitetail Properties, but I want to know who Clint Stout is. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, kind of like you can see, I'm all over the board, um, doing all kinds of stuff, and I grew up here in Western Pennsylvania. Um, Grew up in a wrestling family. I uh, ended up wrestling in college. I went to the University of Wyoming uh, because I liked the whitewater kayak and uh, ended up out there um, and had to stop working in Alaska. Like I mentioned earlier, I'd worked, and I ended up getting my assistant guide license and guiding uh, 100% success doll sheep hunts before I went to college. Um, went to college and wrestled, got beat up a lot, and now I'm paying for it, but uh, it was a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just had surgery two weeks ago on my knee from an old injury, so it's, it's been it's been uh, good and bad, I guess. All right, so um, I'm going to ask you just two quick questions. So Pennsylvania and Ohio, are you a Steelers, Eagles, Browns, or Bengals fan? Definitely Pennsylvania. Uh, where I am, we're all Steelers and 
Pirates and Penguins fans. Yeah, good Lord, <laughs> I'm a Bengals fan, so all right, that was a that was a wasted question. But being a wrestler from uh, Pennsylvania, you a big fan of Kurt Angle? Yeah. yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is a. He actually wrestled in college right where I'm at, Clarion University. Really? Ten minutes down the road from where I'm from. With yep. a broken freaking neck. Awesome. <laughs> All the pro wrestling fans are loving that right now. But, all right, I'm glad. We've got uh, – those are my questions that I want to get out of the way. We actually do this little segment called uh, – The Rapid Fire. The Rapid Fire questions. Kurt's going to take this over. and uh, So, basically, what the Rapid Fire is, we're going to hit you with some questions. Um, <laughs> they can be one answer, like yes or no, or just quick, basically quick answers. If you have to elaborate, feel free. Um, we understand. Uh, a lot of people do. Uh so if that's cool with you, we're just going to throw a bunch of random questions at you, and uh, hopefully we can make you sweat a little. Not, they're not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, let's have fun with it. Favorite camouflage pattern? Optifade. <laughs> what is Whoa, it? What? what? Optifade. Elevated, too. That's, that's sick of gears. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's like, all right. We're not up on the lingo for that. Uh, no, I yet. We need to... Upgrade our, upgrade our answers out to fade. Okay, got that in there. All right, uh, favorite movie? Legends of the Fall. Last song you played? Uh, uh, Night Moves, Bob Seger. <laughs> oh, okay. The Silver Bullet Band. Yeah, there you go. Um, your favorite band? Cool. Probably Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band. Oh, man, you're close enough to New Jersey. That works out. Favorite outdoor <laughs> magazine? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I would say, um, yeah, I don't know. I probably The most I look at is probably the uh, quality of your management journal. Nice. Down. Favorite bow brand? I would say Bowtech. Second favorite bow brand? Prime. Ooh. Backstrap or jerky? Backstrap. Favorite outdoor related show? I would say Whitetail Properties TV. Nice Beautiful. choice. I understand that choice. Yeah. <laughs> You're... I don't have TV though, so that's kind of a cheating question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my outdoor TV is a savior, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, where was that? Um, favorite podcast? It can be hunting podcast or any other topic podcast. I would say this one, you guys. Well, thank you. So well, most common answer. <laughs> that being said, we keep a tally here on the podcast. Uh-oh. It's a more of a self serving type of award we like to give ourselves here on the uh, rapid fire question between uh, Kurt and third person. I'm speaking, Steve uh-huh. and Eric. Who's your favorite host? Cool. I'm not sure. That's a t- that's a tough one. I will put the point uh, of the gun. Oh yeah. yeah, you get the most awkward response. Yeah, go ahead. Like, no, no, come on. We want to hear it. Maybe just maybe just because tonight I was really having trouble uh, hearing Eric, so I would say Steve. <laughs> Everyone has oh, a hard time hearing Eric. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. You're silent. I am yeah. the silent assassin. Uh, <laughs> silent assassin. Good lord. Um, morning or afternoon hunts. Morning. Typical deer or non-typical? Did he die? You there? 
No. Yeah. Typical deer or non-typical? <laughs> typical. I thought we asked the hardest question yeah, on the planet. Too, he just had a brain aneurysm. He's like, oh, God, I never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on or ladder stands? Hang on, definitely. You kill the buck of your dreams. You go back to hunting camp. You're going to celebrate with either beer or liquor. Or other. Definitely beer. Mm. <laughs> or other. <laughs> hey, some people don't drink. <laughs> What's your dream hunt? Uh, probably Marco Polo sheep. Well, that's a first oh, on this. Yeah, wow. it is a first. That, I, I can respect that, though, definitely. Um, your favorite restaurant? The Altitude in Laramie, Wyoming. Nice. That's, wow, that's, that is oddly specific. We'll have to go there if we ever go there. <laughs> Where do you say the, uh, Longmire, Wyoming? Laramie, Wyoming, the altitude. That's where it's my brewery also. That's where my, one of my best friends, Tyler, went to school. So he he'll, he's probably been there. I'll ask him about it tomorrow. Gotcha. Um, favorite tree stand snack? Oh, I, I don't I don't know that I ever eaten a tree stand. Really? <laughs> but I would say beef jerky if I was gonna. Hey, there you go. Superhero power. Uh, like as in who is my favorite superhero? Like the Hulk? Nope. If you could pick, thing? if you could pick one superhero power, what would it be? Cool. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Maybe don't. fly. That's right. normally the answer we say you can't pick, but we'll go with that yeah, one. We'll go with it. The hardest hitting <laughs> podcast out there. <laughs> Fixed or mechanical broadheads? Mechanical. Face paint, face mask, or neither? Neither. Date with a supermodel or 500 acres of hunting ground for a weekend? Prime hunting ground, we should add. 500 acres. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the new thing we're adding to the rapid fire. This is called the finish the sentence. So just basically fill in the blank. All right. And I don't know if you're married or not, but we'll just assume you are. During hunting season, my wife blank is very upset. <laughs> he is married. <laughs> All of my trees. I'm not actually, but I assume she. Oh, <laughs> he already assumes he's in trouble for a wife he doesn't have. He's as good as married to me. Th- thanks for playing along. Um, All of my tree stands are blank feet high. Twenty feet. During the off-season, my favorite thing to do is blank. Go camping. Nice. When I'm bored in the tree stand, I like to blank. Uh, Think about the big deer that's going to be walking towards me shortly. (laughs) (laughs) That makes that hunt that much longer, man. That makes that hunt long because they're not coming. (laughs) That's that's for me anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I just keep dreaming. I'm, I'm, I've always been good at uh, coming up with stuff in my head. <laughs> uh, there you go. You I do that creative. all the time, oh, and yeah. I envision like, okay, over there, that trail, big old nasty's going to come. Yep. B- big nasty's going to be strolling through, and at 20 yards, he's going to catch an arrow. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's dark, and you're like, damn it. It didn't happen. <laughs> Son of a... Maybe you're like, hey, 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 good thing I got tomorrow to hunt. Oh, wait, it's Sunday tomorrow. Yikes. <laughs> and then if you don't even know that there's a big one around, you still... I, I, I always do the thing where, oh, well, uh, 
uh, Mike Betty didn't know that one was there, so maybe the world is going to come by. <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, that happens a lot, man. A lot of the deer, big deer I've killed, I've never had on trail camera or anything, which is, is uh, I call them bonus bucks. Randos. Randos. Um, Clint, is there anything we didn't cover? Not really. Uh, maybe, you know, some other time I'd, I'd do that interesting thing that I uh, get uh, – young men in the outdoors uh that, that have maybe had some troubles it's called the uh, do north quest and uh it's a pretty neat program i do with my uncle that used to be a navy seal um and uh just a neat thing to get kids in the outdoors i think that's one thing as a whole uh i, I strive to do whether it's through hunting or camping or whatever is to get get more people to appreciate uh what nature has to offer Okay, yeah, I can link that. Then you sent me the link. I'll add that in the description. And then, uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime for another episode. Yeah, that's what we'll have to talk about next episode. Awesome. So we appreciate everything you do. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We we, we really appreciate your time. Um, Reminder, look, uh, this Friday for the... Yes. It's March. The Kickstarter. It is March, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Friday, yeah, you're going to go on uh, Kickstarter. You're going to look for wilderness tools. You're going to be able to buy it. Hopefully everything goes through, which, I mean, it should. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to be off to the races from there for you, Clint. So, And then, Clint, what you can do is uh, you can send us some updates, and we can talk about it on the podcast, kind of bring people up to speed on, on where everything is, and uh, just fill everyone in um, as as t- the time frame goes on here. Um, so definitely, th- you got anyone to shout out real quick or anything? Nope, just... Uh... Thanks a lot to you guys, and thanks for everybody that supports and uh, Whitetail Properties and and uh, everything like that. And maybe check out there's a there's a, actually a new new company coming out. It's called Six Sight Gear. Uh, it's going to be one of the only clothing companies made in USA from an ex Navy Seal. Uh, maybe check that out. But really appreciate you guys having me on the show, and uh, it was my first podcast, so a uh, new experience, and really enjoyed it. Well, you never forget your first. So you did good. You did. Have, you you, you did, did absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And we're not just uh, we're not just blowing smoke. It was a fun one, man. I can't wait to do a second one because um, yeah, we didn't cover all the things we wanted to cover. But hey, we liked it. Maybe we do that on purpose to lead to a second episode. This one we actually didn't. But um, <laughs> you know, we'd love to have you on again. Um, what website do you want to? Um, what What is your uh, actual website? We have a link in it, but I don't have that pulled up. It is uh, www.wildernesstools.com. So wildernesstools.com. Yeah, Sim- guys. Uh, simple enough. Awesome. Go, go check that out. Um, this weekend, after you buy your wilderness tools, check us out. We're going to be wandering around the Iowa Deer Classic. First week of March. First yep. week of March. Exactly. <laughs> it is the first week. It is, it is February 29th today, and that is my final answer. It's not. But, uh, yeah. Definitely the Iowa Classic. It's always a good time there. If you are in the area, try to make it out there. Uh, we're going to be, we know we got a, like we said earlier in the episode, we have a full podcast schedule in the morning. Um, we sh- might be there Sunday. We're not sure yet. We're not going to be able to make it there Friday. Eric and uh, our buddy, and our good buddy Doug are going to maybe make it late Friday to the show. We're going to try. It's going to be pushing it. Um, His mustache will be missing. But yes, we're basically, that. if you're in the area, if you're going to the show. Follow us on Snapchat. You can find it on uh, our Instagram page. It's a WCB pod, WCB podcast um, on Snapchat. We're basically going to keep everything up to date there, what we're doing, who we're podcasting with, 
Um, we have a room that we're going to be podcasting with. If you have something you want to podcast about and it's be worth a try to try and snag us down to see if we could do an episode right there. Cause we might just have some spare time and feel like podcasting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited for it. Lots of bush lattes are going to go down. Maybe the 25 ounces. Who knows? Yeah, the silos oh, are going to be flowing. The silos. The silos are going to be flowing. <laughs> pork, a pork chop in a can. Pork yep. chop in a can, the baby. silos. Um, good old Des Moines, Iowa. We're going to be there. Um, hooking up with some of our good friends. They'll be there. Heroes Hunting, the Lindsay Way. Uh, and uh, I'm not really going to say yet who else we're podcasting with. Yeah. It's kind of a surprise. we got some good things yep. coming along. Yep. Um, so I just got to say thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in. Go find some sheds, and as always, go shoot your bow. We love you.